Are you living the life that you actually want to live? Or are you just living the life everyone else wants you to live? It's a dangerous question. Um, it might be a heavy question. It's a complicated question. I'm not, I'm not promising simple answers, but I want to have an important conversation because every single day you and I are trying to move towards something And we need to ask ourselves, is that something, the thing we really want or were designed for? Because if not, chances are you're going to end up unhappy, frustrated, and bitter, which isn't going to make you a better husband, father, wife, mother, friend, son, daughter. There is a lot wrapped up in this. And today what I want to do is unpack what I think is the invisible force that's holding you and I back from the life we truly were meant to live press deep into some of these heart questions. And my hope is by the end of the episode, pull out of you what that life is that you truly want to go after, bring you clarity, conviction, and maybe some permission to live the life you were truly designed to live. If you want to get philosophical, then I think you're going to enjoy this episode. Let's discuss. Welcome back to The Graham Cochran Show, where each week I'm unpacking the mindset, strategies, and habits to help you build a highly profitable and life-giving business. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Pumped to have you here today. We're going to be talking about the life-giving side of things today, because why have a business if you aren't able to then live the life you really want to live? If this is your first episode, glad to have you here. If you're watching on YouTube, Glad to have you there. If you're listening on your favorite podcasting app, I appreciate you just as much. Wherever you like to ingest this show, I'm just grateful for you tuning in and hope you've enjoyed um, all the episodes we've been dropping lately, both the guest episodes and the solo episodes as well. I have a ton of incredible content already in the can. I cannot wait for it to drop for you. Um, We've been recording and recording and recording um, and interviewing and interviewing and interviewing, and I have some major A players coming on the show to just drop wisdom bombs. So get ready. If you haven't already been enjoying the guests I've been bringing on this year, it's going to continue to just be truth bomb after truth bomb and wisdom explosion on the show. I want to give you something practical today before we jump into the philosophical, and that is my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. I like to give people a four-week checklist to just launch. If you've been kicking the tires of this is the year I want to launch my business, or this is the year I want to get into the information product space, or I want to become a coach, or I want to add some kind of passive income element to my service-based business, but you just haven't started, you're waiting to have all the pieces and all the information you don't have to wait. You don't even have to join my course or my membership or anything else. If you just want to start, I want to give you this free resource that will give you a four-week guide and checklist to go from zero, zero idea, zero followers online, zero customers to putting money in your pocket in 30 days. It's not life-changing money, but it'll be a life-changing process because you will have conquered your fear and you will have done what most people never do, which is take action and put an offer out in the marketplace and make a sale or two or 10. So if you want this guy that kick in the pants, it's not a lot to read. It's just a lot to do. If you're serious, you can do this. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll link to it below as well and get my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. That's grahamcochran.com 
slash jumpstart. Okay, um, I want to unpack something that's really important to me. And actually, you can tell me if you're enjoying this content or not, because I am knee deep in writing book number two. Uh, it'll be out in 2024. And we are talking about more than just business in this book. I feel a call to talk about life because business is always been, for me, as much as I love it and am good at it, and I've had a lot of success in it and have tried a lot of different things in it. Hey, we'll get back to the episode in just a moment, but I wanted to give you a gift for hanging out with me in today's episode. I want to give you access to a free on-demand video training to teach you how to build your first thousand dollars of passive income in just 30 minutes a day. This workshop is packed with not only the things you need to create passive income, but the order in which you need to create them, how they tie together, templates you can use for swipe copy, scripts you can use, the exact tools that are both free and cheap that you can implement and use today, including how to figure out what your profitable idea is if you haven't launched your business. I cover all of this. I pull back the curtain on my business model that I'm using right now while you're enjoying this episode and how I'm generating a million dollars a year plus in two businesses. It's all inside of this workshop and it's free. I want you to watch it because it is the business model I believe in. If you like what you'll see in this workshop, then you will know that what I'm teaching you has got substance and it's a good fit for you. So watch it, take notes and apply it and you can build an online passive income business off of a free video training. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. That's grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Now back to the episode. Business is always a means to an end and a part of my life. It's a part of my identity. It's a part of what I do and it has a purpose, right? The purpose is twofold. It's external and internal. External, the purpose is impact in the world. I believe that the greatest way to make a difference in this world is to start and run a successful business, a business that really makes people's lives better. I believe every single product I put out there, even this podcast, which is, a, I view it as a product, it's just a free product, it doesn't cost you anything. I pay for it on the back end with selling other products, but it's still a product. Everything I put out there in the world, my books, my membership, coaching, I believe it's going to change people's lives and then have ripple effects. So I'm impacting external, that's purpose one of my business. And then purpose two is to enhance my life. It pays my bills. It allows my kids to live an incredible life and pursue their dreams. Um, and it allows me to show up as a husband, father, friend, church member, volunteer, lover of Star Wars and pizza and football, whatever those things are. It helps me show up as myself and have the time and the energy and the financial freedom to do the things I love to do. So external purpose, impact, internal purpose, live the life I want to live. So the difference, or actually the, the thing that actually unites those two things, the thing that both of those outcomes are centered in the middle of is the word life. Other people's lives and my own life. Everything's about life. Everything's about people. At the end of the day, it's all about people. So I want to talk about in this next book how to create a life you really want, how to, to live the life you were designed to live. So I'm going to be sharing ideas and concepts as we go from the book as I'm writing it. And this is going to be a beautiful, living, iterative process. So you're going to have to tell me what you like and what resonates with you as you listen to this episode and future episodes as I hint at stuff that's going to be in this book. And it'll help me know what's going to be a, a big part of the book and what 
isn't. So just planting that seed for you. And uh, don't worry, you'll hear a lot more about the book as it comes out. But I want to tell you a story um, where I realized that I was not your typical person. And maybe you'll resonate. 17 years old, high school, junior year, I get called into my guidance counselor's office. And I've never been to the guidance counselor outside of like, hey, I'm your guidance counselor. If you have ever any questions about classes you should take or if you have anything you ever want to talk about, come on in my office. There was a couch. It seemed cozy. It was like potentially a therapist's office for high schoolers. I said, hey, that's cool. But I never needed to go to the guidance counselor. Um, so I was asked, Graham, please come to the guidance counselor's office tomorrow. Uh, so I was like, okay. Sit down in the guidance counselor's office, and she begins to ask me about um, my college ambitions. Where do you want to go to school? What do you want to study? And I said, oh, well, I'm not going to go to college because I'm going to be a rock star. And I'm, I'm serious. Like, I'm actually going to pursue music, um, feel like it's my calling, my gifting, and you don't need to go to college to be a rock star. And it sounds like a delay of four years. I might as well just go do the thing I feel called to do. So those are my college plans to not go in, in not so many words. And I'll never forget what she said. She said, oh, well, Graham, let me explain something to you. By the way, if anybody ever says, let me explain something to you, buckle up. She said, Graham, we are a college preparatory high school. And what that means is we have a 100% college acceptance rate. I don't care what you do after high school, but you must apply to and be accepted by at least one college or university. That is all I care about. What you do with your life is up to you. I'm sure she said it in a nicer way, but that's exactly what she said. And that's when I realized the game that was being played. Got it. You don't really care about me, my dreams, my giftings, my calling, my bent, my personality. You're in the business of the school's agenda, which is to maintain its 100% college acceptance rate. So they can, they're a business. It was a private school. I get it. Totally get it. So yeah, I applied to a college. I got in. Only applied to one, got into one. And my, you know what? My parents kind of backed it up. They said, hey, we love you, love your music. Um, we support you. But we've saved money for you to go to college. Your grandfather saved money for you to go to college, and we would really like you to go to college. Um, you can pursue music while you're in college, after college, but we think it would be wise for you to get a college degree. And we, we've saved money, so please go to college. <laughs> got it. Got it, Mom and Dad. Um, this was like my first real brush up with the real world of, oh, there is a path that everyone wants me to follow. There is a path that is esteemed as the right path. And the moment I showed a little bit of a deviation from that path, warning signs went up around the people that love me and care about me. And that was... That was insightful, frustrating but insightful. It's frustrating because you want to go the path you want to go. It's also frustrating because you don't really want to be on the outside. I mean, very few of us have that internal rebellious nature. Some of us do, 
But I think we all want to be accepted and we all want to be, you know, welcomed into the community, even if that's just your family or friend circle. But when that friend circle or family group has a prescribed path and it doesn't seem like the path you want to take or should take, it causes friction. This also happened in the Great Recession years later when I lost my job. We had moved to Florida. We were starting my first online business. We were on food stamps. I had a baby, had a mortgage, a young wife, young family. I've shared this story a lot. I wrote about it in my book, How to Get Paid for What You Know. Um, It was a dark time, but what was adding to that pain was bumping into family members and friends at Christmas, Thanksgiving, and they would ask, have you found a new job? And the answer was, nope, not looking for a new job. And the question was, why would you not look for a new job? You're broke. You're on food stamps. Aren't you responsible? Yep. I'm just trying to start a business. And it just was clear that I was off the prescribed path. If you're a fan of the Mandalorian, they were the real Mandalorians. And they had been telling me this is the way. And I was very far from the way in their eyes. It was embarrassing. It was hard. You want to be a approved by the people you love and respect. But you also can't deny who you are and the callings you feel are put on your life. Now, there are a few things in life that I believe are worth following that are prescribed. I feel like there are some moral prescriptions. As a person of faith, I believe there are some key things that are a a very narrow path that Jesus talked about, the narrow path that I want to walk on, even if it's not what my first desire is, because not all my desires are healthy. So don't mishear me. But what we're talking about here today is actually your God-given design. And when that rubs up against what everyone else is doing, it causes problems. The invisible force holding you and I back from the life we want to live has got a name, and it's called conformity. Most people, I would argue, are not living a life anywhere close to the life of their dreams. Their careers, their relationships, their health, their finances are not at all what they hoped they would be. And the reason is simple. They have conformed to the pattern of everyone around them. And if you look at everyone around you, they ain't happy. Marriages aren't lasting. Kids are growing up either with a, in a fatherless home or a broken home or even if they have two loving parents that have provided for them financially, those parents are mentally and physically and emotionally knee-deep in the middle of their career and paying their big mortgage and all of their stuff that they can't show up and mentor and father and support their children. So everything's falling apart. Financially, we're a mess. Businesses are a mess. It's not working. And yet, Everyone continues to conform to what everyone else is doing, even though it's not working. And here's the thing, is it's because we don't want to conform. None of us actually want to conform. Like, sign me up for conformity. That's what I want. We just do it by default. We do it because it's convenient. You don't have to exert any effort to conform. It's, it's like the, the default path. Like literally we're in a river. It's already flowing. It's the, it's the current of conformity is very strong. And you're in it, and if you just relax because you're freaking exhausted by everything you're doing, you're going to flow right along with everyone else in this current of conformity. It's strong. No one wants to swim against that current. It's exhausting. Also, it's safe to conform. 
When you conform, your head is down and you look and sound and act like everyone else. You blend in and we, we are wired for safety as human beings. The moment you do something different than what everyone else is doing, you get noticed. If you're an introvert, you probably don't like that. Even if you're an extrovert and you don't mind the attention, it's usually negative attention because people want to pull you back into the flow. Like, hey, that's not how we roll. We're all doing this. Keep your head down, bro. Stop trying to get on Instagram and talk about how much money you make or how to grow a business. Why, why do you have to talk about working so few hours? Why do you have to talk about your faith? Just, I mean, there's conformity in everything. I've, I've literally had business people say, stop talking about your faith online. Okay, bro, that would, that would be like, ignoring the fact that I have a wife and children. Don't talk about your family. Act like you don't have a family. That would be like, what? What? That's, that's literally my life. I'm in relationship with him. So I'm in relationship with God. I'm going to talk about God. It's like they don't understand, but they want me to conform to the way they think is strategic to be a business online. And the moment you do anything different, people want to pull you back in. So we conform out of convenience. We conform out of safety. But here's what we get in exchange. Convenience and safety. That's it. It is more convenient to conform, so that is a benefit. And you will be safe if you conform. But what are you giving up? It's all at the expense of living the life you truly want to live, the life I think you were designed to live. It's a heavy and expensive cost to make that exchange. So let me define conformity for you. Here's what the definition of conformity is. Two-parter. One, compliance with standards, rules, or laws, and behavior in accordance with socially accepted conventions or standards. Now, Rules, governmental rules, we should comply. We should conform, right? I think there's moral law. If you're a person of faith, there's a reason why God has certain laws in place. It's the way life works best. It's the way marriage works best. It's the way a relationship works best. It's the way money works best. So I'm going to conform to those standards. But here's the deal. Most of the standards are socially accepted conventions. And so to conform is to just behave in accordance with that. And I'm questioning a lot of what's socially accepted. I don't see it working out for other people. Just a a casual glance at the world and the world's choices and the world's results would tell me I don't like the results they're getting. There's more depression than ever. There's more relational trauma than ever. There's more emotional damage than ever. Families are falling apart. It feels like our country is falling apart. So those are the results I see of conformity everyone just conforming to what's become the norm so i ain't gonna live like that because i don't want those results like you you wouldn't follow a business coach who has awful results who's broke in debt nothing's working can't sell anything you would say i'm probably not going to take advice from you because what you're doing is leading to these results and those aren't results i want that would be wise and i'm doing the same with life and i want you to do the same with life but here's the problem is we have these pre-written beliefs. We have these scripts about what success or life should look like. That's why my guidance counselor pushed me to college because her script was everyone should go to college and it was important for the school that everyone go to college. They cared only about getting me to college. They didn't actually care about developing me as a, a citizen of planet earth because they had an agenda. And I just realized that as a 17 year old. So it's all baked into these pre-written beliefs. And so we just believe it too, because everyone else is saying it. Everyone else has conviction about it, and so we fall in line. And what we've done is we've lived on autopilot. We made these autopilot decisions uh, where we're making decisions without realizing it or we're abdicating our decision-making to others without realizing it. 
And so I put together a few common assumptions that we make about life, maybe resonate with one or two of these, when we live on autopilot that I think might be worth questioning because not everyone should be living the exact same life. Ready? Here we go. Here's a common assumption. My kids have to go to a four-year college or I have to go to a four-year college. Well, that's, that's, that's not true. You don't have to. They don't have to. Here's an assumption. I have to work a nine-to-five job. Hmm? No, you don't. Here's one. Couples just argue, and that's the way it is. Doesn't have to be. My kids and their happiness should be the focus of my family. Really? I need a bigger, newer house or car. Investing and financial planning is complicated, and no one has time for it. No no one has money either. Everyone's broke. Debt is normal and the only way to get ahead. Hmm. Interesting. Everyone works at least 40 hours a week. No one really loves their work, just the lucky few. Hmm. Must be nice to be them. I need to be super active on social media to get ahead in my business. Oh, heard that a lot. Having kids will get in the way of my career or life ambitions. Getting married will make me feel complete and happy all the time. Everybody who's married will laugh at that one. But here's the flip side. Getting married will cause me to lose myself and my personality. Mm. See, these are just a wide variety of areas of our lives. Work, family, relationship, money, career. These are very common assumptions. All of those. And if we don't slow down and get out of autopilot, we might just agree with them because we've heard them and maybe they make sense or maybe there's a personal experience to back it up so we don't question it as if it always is true. But None of those are a fact. None of those are set in stone. All of those are just assumptions. I'm sure you could come up with a bunch more too. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to reflect. And if you're at a place where you can write some stuff down, I really would encourage you to pause this episode and take time to answer these questions. You could do them in real time. If you don't have time, please write down these questions and take some time later today or tomorrow to think about them. If you just listen to this and go, oh, oh yeah, that's an interesting point. I think we're going to miss out. Because here's the deal. If we don't acknowledge the strong current of conformity that we are in, if we don't acknowledge that because it's convenient and safe and we, we just want to be accepted and we're just exhausted anyway and we don't want to swim upstream, that we're going to just conform. And if we can accept that conformity isn't leading to really people living the lives they really want to live, and it certainly isn't going to lead to the life you want to live, then we're going to have to do something different. We're going to have to do something different. And the doing different things starts with better understanding yourself. And so what I want to do is have you answer these three questions just as a starting place. There's so much more I could say. Uh, and in this book, I have an entire framework I'm working out that goes way more in depth. But I just want to start the conversation with you today. So here are three reflection questions for you. Number one. 
this is more of like a data data analyst question. Where are you spending your time, energy, and money right now? Where are you spending your time, energy, and money right now? And you could literally write three columns, time column, energy column, money, and then just write bullet points. In this season right now, and no judgment, like, you know, everyone's in a different season, and there are things that we do that are necessary for a season, so I'm not saying that you need to completely turn your entire life around. Like, if you have a little children, that's going to take up a lot of your time and energy <laughs> and maybe money, uh, and it may be exhausting, maybe not what you want. You don't just throw your kids out. That's not what I'm saying. You're not like, yeah, Gramps said don't conform, so I'm going to kick my kids to the curb. You're in a season, a tough season. It gets a lot easier, by the way. So I just want you to find out where you are. So list all the things that immediately come to mind. Where are you spending most of your time? How are you spending most of your energy? What about money? So if you look at your calendar and your bank account, you'll know a lot about what you value or what has your heart in this season, good or bad. Okay? That's, this, is, this is, you know, get honest. Look at your calendar. Look at your bank account. And again, don't judge yourself. Just get the data, right? Get the data. I can say um, that I'm not busy, but then if I look at my calendar, I'm like, oh, my gosh. That's a lot of calls. That's a lot of people I'm connecting with. That's a lot. Of, oh my gosh! And then I, the TED talk, and then I'm writing a book, and I'm you know, spending a lot of energy doing all these things. Wow! Sometimes you have to see it in writing to be faced with the reality of where you are. Okay, so where are you spending your time, energy, money right now in this season? Number two, do those pursuits line up with your values and your dreams? Values and dreams are two different things. They're related. They're two different things. Values determine what you will elevate and what you will say yes to and what you will say no to. I value my family, my faith, impacting others. I value wealth and financial freedom. I value travel, seeing the world. I value raising kids who are secure in their identity in Jesus and in the way he designed them to be and their giftings and their callings. I value food, good meal, slow meal with good friends and family. I value rest. Does my time, energy, and money audit, does that line up with those values? Some, some not so much. What about your dreams? I have an entire chapter in this book dedicated to dreaming. Because um, dreams, dreams bring up a lot of conflict in our heads. We've all had an interesting journey, and we've either had dreams, dreams crushed, dreams not come to fruition, or we've had a lot of success with our dreams. We're all in different spectrums, but... At the end of the day, we're all dreamers. We all start out that way, at least. What do you dream about? You know, if you were the smartest person on the planet and infinitely resourced, what do you dream of doing, being, having? Even if one dream comes to mind, just ask yourself if how you're spending your time, energy, and money right now lines up with that dream and lines up with your values. Just journal the question out. Do those pursuits line up with your values and dreams? If not, just unpack why. What do you see? Mourn if there's some sadness there. If they do line up, celebrate. In what areas do they line up? If it's a mixed bag, acknowledge both. And number three, if you have a big dream you're pursuing, maybe it's launching a business, maybe it's getting married, maybe it's raising a family, starting a nonprofit, maybe it's taking that trip of a lifetime, whatever. If you have a big dream you're pursuing, do you know 
why you want that dream. I'm sure you know why on a surface level, but have you really asked yourself why that matters? For example, I have students who've launched a business and maybe they're making 80K, 100K a year. They want to make half a million dollars a year. It's a great dream, but why? What, what would making $500,000 a year, what would 5Xing your business do for you? Like why? It's just a means to an end. Like why the money? What is it you really want? These are the questions we need to be asking ourselves to better understand ourselves, to better know how to go out and create a life that's designed, a life that we care about, a life that lines up with our values and our personality and our giftings and the way we're wired, not someone else's life. And listen, even if you don't think you know what your dreams are, I think you intuitively know what you want. I love Bob Goff. I got to hear him speak um, at a mastermind event in January, but he's hilarious and very insightful. And he has this great line, and uh, I think it's his book, uh, Dream Big. He says, for years, you've already been quietly curating your life without knowing it. You know what works and what doesn't, what lights you up and what bums you out, what lasts and what disappears. I think if we're brutally honest, we know what we want deep down inside. We're just afraid to admit it to ourselves or we've never slowed down long enough to admit it. The moment you can get to that white hot center of who you are, your desires, your dreams, the things that fire you up, the things that frustrate you to no end, that you, you, you want to see change in the world about, the any of those things, the moment you get to the white hot center of that is the moment you can start swimming upstream from this current of conformity that is just going to drag you down to someone else's definition of what a life well lived is, and it ain't even working for them. So why is it going to work for you? It's not. You were designed on purpose for a purpose. God made you a certain way. You need to chase after the life that you were designed to live, and it starts by pushing back against this invisible force of conformity, getting honest with yourself about what you value, what your dreams are, what your desires are, and then beginning to take steps of action toward intentionally living your life and reaping the benefits thereof. I hope you take time to answer those questions. Leave me a comment below if you're watching on YouTube. Let me know if this resonated with you at all, and if, if so, what part? I want your feedback. Uh, it will help me out a lot. I, I'm just, I, I can't wait to share this book with you. I think it's going to change millions of people's lives, and I think if you want to, you can be a huge part of that when it comes out. Uh, next year. So I'm excited for that. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, grateful for you as well. I hope you take time to sit down and write those questions out and answer them and journal them out this week. I think they can completely change your life. Uh, grateful to have your ear today. If this has been fun, let me know. And of course, don't walk away without grabbing your 30-day online income jumpstart guide so you can get some practical training to start making money 30 days from now. It's free. GrahamCochran.com slash jumpstart. All right, my friend, that is it for today. I will see you on another episode real soon.